let's face it, this year we have seen a multi-layered hit-and-run automobile accident. We have seen a man dropped 40 feet in an automobile off of a forklift. And we've even seen our WWF champion, Kurt Angle, chokeslammed off of a stage. But make no doubt about it, it will come to an end in Armageddon because six men will fight for the WWF Championship in a Hell in a Cell match.
Hello again and welcome everybody to the Retro Wrestling Podcast. I'm intern Alex, joined as always by... The one and only, the greatest referee in professional wrestling history, Patrick Young. Patrick, you sound a bit under the weather. Are you going to be able to pull through this episode? I'm, I've got this. I've wow. got this. I've I've been through staples, thumbtacks, steel chairs, inferno I'm matches. Inferno. Well, no, nah, I've never fires. One thing I'm not too sure I'm messing with that in glass. But uh, well, Patrick, the world of wrestling is on fire. So, what do you have from the news desk this week? We kind of found out a little bit more insight on Baron Corbin's hot water. Baron Corbin actually was part of and is part of the uh the nfl concussion lawsuit and now wwe was not aware of this now that it has come to light it makes a little bit more sense on to why he not only did the, his tweet get him in hot water but that he ended up losing to john cena and, and all that stuff and how it's very quickly he went from being a noticeable star to now you don't hardly see him at all so they were just upset that he didn't disclose that to them? I mean, he's still a part of the company, and he's yeah. still wrestling. Yeah, but, you know, their thought process on concussions and the concussion lawsuit that they're going through. Oh, uh, right, okay, I, I understand. So they feel like he should have told them that because if he really is suffering from CTE or post-concussion right. syndrome. Then he shouldn't be working for them. So while they take this stance, you know, publicly, yet they have Kevin Owens deliver a headbutt to Vince McMahon at full force. Yeah, I was going to, so, that was my next one because it literally busts Vince open. Well, there's been some discussion that he might have, before he went out there, created the wound and then used a product called New Skin, which is basically like liquid stitches. And yeah. that way you cover it up and you let it dry. And that way, when he gets the headbutt at full blast, it, it bleeds like that. So he might have helped it out a little bit, but it was a full-on, full contact. It was, It yeah. was not a, I'm going to put my hand over yours and work this thing. It was very scary and very stupid uh, yeah. on his part uh, for a 72-year-old man to take that. I mean, it, it's almost as stupid as at SummerSlam last year when... Randy Orton took that elbow oh, to the Oh, from Lesnar. That was ugly, yeah. It did create the best feud going in the company right now, but they could have done that without the headbutt. I mean, yeah. so Kevin Owens versus Shane is now the hottest feud in the company, I mean, because this is the same thing that Randy Orton did when he punted Vince McMahon, basically. When you when Vince put himself in this angle, it just elevated it. It's to another level. Kevin Owens is the biggest star in the company, I think, right now. Yeah. Like, and so. gender hasn't set the world on fire. Right. And so you have a, a champion that's not really doing much, and so he stepped up to the plate, and now another Shane McMahon Hell in a Cell match, which I don't know that he should be doing another one after because you can't top what he did, the one jump. The rest of the match was garbage versus The Undertaker, but that one spot where he jumped off the cell, he can't really top that. A very good angle on SmackDown, a very good SmackDown, followed by the May Young Classic on Tuesday. They did a lot of great work on Tuesday night, I think. Uh, Raw was not as good, so. Yeah. Um, Liv Morgan and Enzo break up. I didn't know so. they were dating. I so. didn't know they were either, but apparently they have now well, broken up. Well, everyone's given so. up on Enzo lately. Enzo, yeah, he's he's having a rough he time. He got a real dressing down on Raw from The Miz. I mean, geez, like... So the Miz brings him in the ring and just says, oh, you're nothing but catchphrases. You suck. And it's just yeah. like, Miz isn't even a cruiserweight. They had Miz beat Enzo. And by the way, Enzo's going for the cruiserweight belt at the next, at no mercy. So yeah. they had Miz just bury their number one contender for the cruiserweight belt. Like, this guy. Yeah. This guy is just, 
he'll be out of the company uh, at the rate he's falling down. I mean, now he's losing his his girlfriend. Jeez. Yeah, him and Barry this, Corbin both. <laughs> this guy just can't catch a break. Yeah, these two guys are quickly on the way out. Sexy star from Lucha Underground. Yeah, the lady with the arm bar. We want to. Yeah, I wanted to bring to light that uh, she put Rosemary in an arm bar at the AAA Mania match. Triple Mania. Yeah. Triple Mania. And uh, it was a shoot arm bar, and she broke her. She broke her arm. Uh, she injured her arm. I don't think it was a a break, but yeah. And uh, or she it was a shoot arm bar, and she injured her arm. And uh, what's your thoughts on that? What's your thoughts on shooting on someone, or say someone you've worn them twice in the ring? Don't you know? Hey, you're being a little too stiff. Or you're being this and. They don't stop, so you end up forcing them to stop. What's your thoughts on it? Well, there's no place for it because the whole point of pro wrestling is to not injure the other person, right? That's really the whole point of this, of the actual combat that takes place in the ring. Now, if it's a work shoot like the Lesnar elbow, or if this was even, if they could have made this into a worked shoot where even though it wasn't planned, now I know who Sexy Star is. So it put her on the map. It was the only thing to come out of Triple Mania that I even heard about. Yeah. And so when, yeah, it's really shitty what she did, but I can see where it, there's a benefit. I mean, there's a reason the Montreal screw job is like the most talked about incident ever because it was real and it had people talking. Like, this was real and it has people talking. So if you're going to go into business for yourself, you just have to pick the spot to do it in. It's basically assault and battery on the other person, but if you take that chance, I guess, I mean, there's a cost-benefit to it for the performer to do it, but there's no place for it. Like, they shouldn't. I've uh, I've been in matches where I've had, a, uh, I've had my nose completely broken, my eye socket completely cracked, my cheekbone fractured, and my eye practically popping out of my head. All because this kid wanted to go into business for himself and hit me with a an elbow, or I mean a uh, a knee to the face. Uh, at the same time, I was rather pissed off and ripped my mask off and proceeded to to go back at him. There are spots in which, if I have warned you time and time again, hey, you need to you know slack off or you need to and you don't, then I'm going to make you slack off. Just like if I put you in a submission and you don't sell, then I'm going to make you sell. And uh, and so I, I don't know the story behind it. I know a lot of people are weighing in on it, and uh, Chris Jericho weighed in on it on his podcast last week, and uh, he, uh, he said that he called her a piece of shit. I personally, I feel like if it was one of those situations, I know Rosemary, Rosemary, I don't think it would have been one of those situations. However, if it was, I have not heard the story. I have not heard the sides. I don't know the backstory to it. Then, uh, then Sexy Star had a right to. If not, then uh, then she may have took it a little too far. I don't really know. I just wanted to get your opinion on what you thought of it. There's no place for that. But at the same time, the company, I mean, Impact Wrestling, is doing a story about it on television. Right. Because they didn't really need to do a story on it. Because, you know, it wasn't like, it's not like Sexy Star's working for the company or anything. This was like an interpromotional match. This was a, something that happened outside. Yeah, it was AAA, Lucha Underground, and uh, and Impact. Yeah, it really sucks, I think, uh, for Rosemary. But at the same time, like, 
her career is going to benefit from this, and Sexy Star, whether you like it or not, is going to benefit from this. Eric Bischoff, controversy creates cash. And so yeah. whether, I don't think there's a thing about like agreeing or disagreeing with it. It's like, what's the end result? And the end result is going to be that we're talking about it. And so you yeah. can't do it every match. No. And you have to pick your spot. Like no. an indie wrestler doing it to you at a skating rink is not going to make any press. But someone doing it at Triple Mania, someone doing it at WrestleMania, they would probably be immediately fired from the company. But they their name is now synonymous with this event. Like Joey Ryan suplexing a guy with his dick made Joey Ryan instantly recognizable. Mm-hmm. Whether or not he ever gets a job, we know who he is. Like it's that's the kind of cost benefit to doing something outside the norm. The only thing I'll say about it is like just pick your spot when you when you're going to do this. Yeah. And don't hurt somebody like really bad, you know, like don't intentionally go out there and break someone's arm. Don't or yeah, leg don't or, don't do something that's going to have like lingering effects right. or whatever. So, and don't do it at all really, but if you if you're put in the situation where you have to, then yeah, I mean, clearly uh sexy star thought her career is not going at the pace that she would like to and she would like to be this name is now recognized so i don't know i don't know i i wouldn't do it because i like people but i I wouldn't be a pro wrestler either don't don't lie like that you hate people i do hate people but i do i wouldn't actually try i don't want to hurt people i just don't want anyone to be bothered you know right uh we've had some uh some rough a little bit of the the page movie her family her you know her family movie, her life story kind of thing that's getting ready to come out uh, has leaked out onto the the internet, and uh, I have not seen them. Have you heard or seen any of these? Or no, considering some of the other uh, videotape leaks that Paige was in, this is probably a good one. And yeah. she's not in it. I mean, they have actors playing right. her family. This is the Rock's movie, All right? About her family. Because I guess from being from a wrestling family himself, he's probably fascinated with other wrestling families and just wanted to make a movie about it. Because honestly, I guess it would be kind of self-indulgent if Rock made a movie about The Rock's family. Like You can't be impartial when it's a a movie about your own family. So he took another wrestling family and not the Hart family because, I mean, we know tons about them. Like So get an unknown wrestling family and make a movie about it. So... uh, no, I haven't seen the clips yet. Uh, I'm sure a trailer's coming out pretty soon. I mean, it seems like they taped that stuff like it seems like January or no, it was after WrestleMania. It was at a yeah. Raw, so they should probably be. I mean, close be. to probably sometime next year coming out. So, yeah, yeah. I um I haven't seen any of it. I've just heard. I have no interest in it personally I because heard, I heard Paige was actually working back background with it. On some of yeah, the, I'm sure that they. I mean, they're going to benefit from it because it's about them, so they're financially tied to its success or failure. Yeah. But I have no interest in it, and it's not anything personal. I don't know much about British wrestling backgrounds or like uh, world of sport and that era and and all that stuff. Over, I'm just not familiar with it, and I don't really care to be. And so. This movie just has... An, I don't have any interest in this movie, really. Mm-hmm. I, it, I have interest in her, but I already... We saw her story play out, you know, yeah. on WWE television. So yeah, uh, I don't really need to see anything else, I guess. Well, last but certainly not least, it was a week of birthdays. We would like to wish 
Road Warrior Animal a happy birthday. That's right. Uh, but also, the big one, it was your birthday. Oh, yes. 31. Uh, You're getting old, dude. Yeah, hair's turning gray. Uh, you have a lot more moments where you realize how old you're getting and how long ago stuff happened. And uh, But other than that, nothing really happens because once you pass 21, they're all pretty much the same. I mean, nothing, right. nothing changes other than some years you have to go renew your driver's license. Luckily, in Tennessee, it's now eight years between driver's license renewals, so, so I won't have to go back you got for six a while. more to go. Seven, I Seven. think. Yeah, oh, okay. I did it last year. So, oh, well, then uh, there you go. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, nothing really happened, so it was good. Well, your birthday gift is on its way. Okay. Well, it is in the process of being That's what people who done. forget say. It's fine. No, actually, part of it is the uh, the WWE video game. Oh, wow, another one. So, uh... I've seen some, they were putting out screenshots more this week and stuff. And Yeah, so, uh... That's, you just really want to play as Brutus the Barber Beefcake. That's I'm the only pumped. reason. Yeah. Ed Leslie. Ed Leslie. Is the only reason you're buying this video game. I am, man. It's all about Ed Leslie. Still no Terry Gordy in it, though. Don't get me started. Yeah. Don't get me they started. They just can't remember. Your birthday is what, November 30th? Right? Yes. And you'll be 29, right? Yes. Oh, one away from a big one. Well, yeah. from a, the decades yeah. are the only thing to really. So, wow. That's crazy. Yeah, we've known each other for like 10 years now. Over 10 years. Uh, about 15. I don't think it was 15. Maybe. Hold on. Yes. No. I don't know. I think it was 10 or 11. Cause... When did you start working at the warehouse? Do you I was still in high school. Okay. And so that... Yeah, so you're about to be 29. So about 12 years, maybe. Yeah. Wow. 12, 13 That's years. intense. Huh? That's crazy. Yeah. A- almost 15 years. Well, don't round up. You know, when you get to be this age, round down. Round down? Yeah, you're going to learn that. You're going to learn that. You're still in your 20s, though, so the world is still your oyster. Yeah, but when I roll out of bed, man, in the mornings, I sound like cereal. I'm snap, crackle, and pop. <laughs> yeah, well, your knees weren't good in high school. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I'm starting to sound a lot like like. You're going to be Funk. like Mick Foley. Yeah, yeah. like <laughs> Terry Funk Mick Foley. <laughs> Years of wrestling takes a toll on you. It certainly does. And doing things like the Hell in the Cell match will take years off of you. Absolutely. Uh, just ask Undertaker and Mick Foley, who both... Mick Foley this week, I think, had uh, knee replacement surgery. Oh, wow. And that's coming off of his hip replacement surgery. Yeah. And, of course, Undertaker had his hips done last year, so... Yeah. Uh, this cage, this Hell in a Cell, not good for your legs. No. Uh, Client, trying to climb that thing alone is is got to be extremely... Well, and they wrestled in it before they had... Oh, no, there were holes cut in it. There's always been some holes cut in it for climbing, right? No. Foley didn't. Foley, Fo- well... In the, the first time, Foley didn't have holes. Yeah, so... The Taker and Foley didn't have holes. Sean... He didn't. That was bad blood. Yeah, but Sean wanted a few... And they they didn't perf- they didn't they weren't too hepped up on it, but they went ahead and did it on one side. But after Sean and that, or I mean after Foley and them, then they went ahead and put them standard. And now was, there's like a, pegs on the side of yeah. it to stand on, yeah. so a little bit better. It's still not the Hell in a Cell is not good for your health. No, doctors don't recommend no an afternoon in the Hell in a Cell. I don't think that an insurance company would 
will go ahead and, and sponsor well, you. Right. That's why these guys are independent contractors. You can't... Being in a hell of a cell. <laughs> they can't give them insurance because of stuff like this. This but, was... This was my pick. Yes. You had the pick this week. But since it was your birthday, I wanted to give you over a billion dollars worth of talent in the ring at the exact same time. Thanks, Vince. So, so you did it for me. I did you it for put, you. Now... How much of that billion is Rikishi's value in this equation? Very low. Okay. That's what I thought. Now, no offense to Mr. Rikishi. But, no. Uh, this is Armageddon from the year 2000, the future. The future. Of the past. Yes. The year 2000. Floating cars. We'll have all that stuff by then. We're going to. You just hang in there. It's The Cubs know. might actually win the World Series one year. That was a Back to the Future too. Oh yeah, that's twenty fifteen. They were a little late, but they did it. For people who did not get that joke, that was a Back to the Future two joke. Jaws three D coming Jaws out. Jaws three D, yeah. Rocky seven hundred. Well, there were new. See, a lot of the stuff did come true, <laughs> just not at twenty fifteen. Not right on time. This is WWF Armageddon. This is before we had to get the F out before their uh, lawsuit with the World Wildlife Fund, who on. Tuesday, Vince, in his argument with Kevin Owens, said, I have never lost a lawsuit. Well, yes, you did, because the company's not called the WWF anymore. It's WWF Armageddon, presented by Castrol GTX, of course. Motor Oil loved pro wrestling in the uh, late 90s and 2000s. Castrol GTX, drive hard. That's right. The tagline, Lord, I'm coming home to you, because this is the first and last and only WWF pay-per-view from Alabama. Birmingham, Alabama. 17 years they'll have once December rolls around since this one event. Yes. They do Raws there. Still. Yes, they, they do bring TV there. Yeah, but they don't do pay-per-views. No. It's December 10th, the holiday season of the year 2000 in front of 14,920 WWF fans in the Deep South. These people would be kicked out of you know any real... Real wrestling fans around here. We're not going to that damn WWF. That's right. This is WCW town, WCW territory. And that's probably why they ran a show in Birmingham, Alabama in late 2000 because they knew what kind of shape WCW was in and just wanted to insult them. Just throw a little salt oh, in that yeah. wound and say, look, we're going to come to your backyard and run a pay-per-view and basically sell out the arena at the Birmingham Jefferson Civic Center and uh, we'll never be back. We're just doing this to just to piss you off. Yeah. yeah. The promo package to uh, introduce this show is that Doors cover band that they have that sings "The End Is Here" or "The End Is Near," yes. which uh, they've used this song a few times in other shows as well. But uh, there was a, there was a strain of like three years where every single Hell in a Cell match or Judgment Day pay per view they used this song. Yeah, they got a lot of mileage out of this Doors cover band. Uh, the Doors song being actually just called The End. So yeah. this was their take on that, I guess. And the real song of the show is dubbed over on the network because they used Sweet Home Alabama. That's right. Which, confession, I don't like the song Sweet Home Alabama. What? I know. I should be voted out of the South as well. What? It's just one of those songs that the first time you hear it, the first time I heard it, yeah. it's like, this is a really great song. Yeah. But... Over time, the more and more you hear it, 
it just wore me down. It just wore me down. By the time Kid Rock was doing it and all summer long, I said, I can't take this anymore. I got to get out of this. That is Sweet true. Home, we kept count one one year and we listened to it like it played on the radio 15 times in an eight hour period. It's just miserable. It was bad. So I'm glad they dubbed it out on the network, except that they dubbed it over with like an instrumental like keyboard version of, of the same damn but thing. But it's like if I was trying to play it on keyboard, yeah. like a drunk keyboardist, because yeah. it sounded really off Uh, of course the promo video shows a bloody recap of the wrestlers you know from prior cell encounters and prior blood matches like steve austin's wrestlemania 13 blood shows up here along with you know b-roll of you know bomb blasts going off and houses being brought down the old demolition music video was basically playing here with uh skulls and bones and all that stuff bodies laying in places that shouldn't be yeah. ditches and things like that it was very creepy yeah it's world war three but it wasn't world war three because that's what wcw did jr and king welcome us in and immediately show off the hell in a cell which they brought down not quite over the ring yet but like not all the way up in the ceiling it just, was halfway yeah it was halfway i kind of thought it was just gonna stay there the whole show and I was kind of cool, especially for the first match with the hardy boys i was like oh cool they're gonna probably try something off the the cell yeah. hanging there. No, they didn't. Mick Foley guarantees that he will resign from being commissioner if someone gets injured in the cell tonight. So then why have this match? What a stupid thing. He's the dumbest commissioner I've ever heard of. Why would you make any stipulation where you yourself get fired, basically? Because going into it, Vince was... So opposed to it. Right. And he was saying that people's going to get hurt and... This is over a million dollars, over a billion dollars worth of talent that's going to be in there getting hurt, and I just can't afford that. I can't have that. And so he stood firm and he said he wasn't going to, uh, he would, the match could happen as long as he would put his commissionership on the line. Oh, okay. So that was the build up and lead way into tonight. However, Vince has a change of heart, as we see later on. Yes. The dark match we missed. We missed your boy Scotty Too Hottie defeating D'Lo Brown. Oh, I bet that was a good match. The Stooges are shown backstage welcoming Vince to the arena who's arriving late in a limo. He's the owner of this company and he just strolls in after the pay-per-view starts. Yeah, I mean, he can show up whenever he wants to. That is true. He's the owner. He walks past the infamous truck we'll see later on tonight and is welcomed by... Of course, Pat Patterson and Gerald Briscoe. The Hardy Boys with Lita are out next. It's going to be a six-person intergender elimination match. That is a pro wrestling stipulation if I've ever heard of it. I am all for this kind of match. Dean Malenko wants to hook up with Lita. He, Dean, ta- he takes her on a date. Things or, go well. He won a match to, to naturally to as get, dating to goes. Get, to get the opportunity to take her on a date. Things go well. Things were looking up. They go back to the hotel room. Everything's looking good. It's looking like it's going to be some time for some bow chicka wow wow. So he kills the light. She says she would prefer the light on. As soon as she turns it on, there's a very young Matt Hardy standing there with a bottle of champagne, and he proceeds to break it over Dean's head. The unbroken Matt Hardy breaks a bottle. Yes. Over Dean's head. Yes. And Jeff was there, too. So it was a Team Extreme... Phone call I'll call you guys. Guys, guys, she's in good hands. She and I made very good hands. Tonight will be a night you will never, ever forget. 
Baby Dean, I'll be a night. You'll never forget. Enough of the games, Lito. You can't deny your feelings for me. You know as well as I do there's a chemistry between us. Dean, you are right. I am so attracted to everything about you, and I want you, Dean. I want you now. Waiter, Jack! Ever since you approached me, I just wanted to ask one question. How's your wife feel about that? What? As far as my wife is concerned, let that go for now. Hello, baby. There's just one thing left. What's that? Turn off the lights. I actually like to do it with the lights on. Champagne, Dean? What? Ow! Oh, Now, I would have been nervous at first that he wasn't there to actually fight, that he was part of some weird... Uh, I know you're into that kind of stuff. Yeah, that they were there to uh, assist Lita in the uh, whatever they were about to do there in the bedroom. So, Dean and Lita, both of these people are not good at reading scripted promos. And so this promo piece, their lines, they are so robotic in their delivery at the restaurant, at the hotel room. Dean... Dean Malenko, I love Dean Malenko, but he is not a charismatic actor. I mean... He is not. He is a very... He's um, devoid of feeling. Yes. There you go. That's the best way to put it. He doesn't really have feelings, per se. Although, he was having a feeling in his head after he got hit. Yes. The Radicals. Dean Malenko, Saturn... Eddie Guerrero with manager Terry are out. And at first I thought, well, Terry must be in this match because Lita's in this match. Nope. Nope. No, Lita is equivalent to Dean Malenko is what the WWF is trying to tell us here. This is when Terry was dating Perry Saturn. Oh, okay. I see. Yes. They were together until Saturn left the company, I think, pretty much. Uh, By the way, so this is December. The Radicals get there in January. This is not the spot that they want to be in. They came here looking for opportunity, and this is what they've been given. A triple jerk in the curtain in a... Two of them aren't involved in this feud. They're just associates right. of Dean Malenko. And Eddie Guerrero, this is, this is the Latino heat gimmick given to Dean Malenko. Eddie Guerrero's already done this yeah. exact same angle. Yeah. So I imagine the three of these people... But, I mean, WCW's in the shitter at this point, too. So there's nowhere to go. But I imagine they are all like, fuck... Like, yeah. we came here to be stars, and here we are doing nothing. Right. And you've got, well, the only one to come out of this, and the good, I think, was Dean Malenko. Oh, he didn't look good here. He looked like a woman beater. Nobody, nobody looks good in this match. You really don't think so? No. This is not a good look for any of them. Out of all these people, I mean, the only one that went on to be heavyweight champion is Eddie Guerrero. And that's, yeah, of course. That's after he leaves for, you know, rehab. And then comes back later on. So yeah. this isn't even the same run, Eddie Guerrero. He was pretty much phoning it in. Everybody was phoning it in here, I think, like on the Radicals' side. Right. Jeff Hardy hits a Pescado to Malenko and Eddie. Eddie sucks chance breakout. Eddie already had his romance gimmick with China, so all these Radicals, I guess, are sexed up and just looking to hook up with a diva. Eddie botches a top turnbuckle Hurricane Rana to Jeff. So right there we have... Eddie fucking up and yeah, and that was kind of the theme of the first half of this match. They went, they started so fast that it just and they were sloppy. They were sloppy. Lita hits a twist of fate to Eddie, and Jeff hits a swanton, and Eddie Guerrero 
future world heavyweight champion is eliminated uh, immediately. Two minutes in. Yeah. Jeff barely lands a top turnbuckle corkscrew and catches Saturn with his foot. A whisper in the wind to both Saturn and Malenko. But Saturn catches Jeff and DVDs him and Jeff Hardy, the other most popular person to emerge from all these these people, uh, is eliminated second. Saturn hits a bridging German to Matt for a two count, a head scissors into a second rope leg drop to Saturn from Matt, gets an ear fall, twist of fate, and Saturn is eliminated. Matt and Lita versus Dean is all that remains. Terry gets involved and gets speared by Lita. Dean runs Matt into Lita and simply just rolls him up for a three count. No, he didn't even... Held the tights. Oh, holding on to the tights, of course. Now it's just down to Dean and Lita, the jilted lovers. Lita chants break out. Lita hits a moonsault to a standing Dean Malenko for two. She hits a shitty-looking float over DDT and then goes upstairs, but Dean catches her, superplexes her, and then heelishly does the, I'm going to cover you for two and then pull you up for three. You're not yeah. done suffering yet. No, yeah. For what you did to me in that hotel. Then Dean turns into a woman beater and lands multiple standing clotheslines, followed by an elbow and a backbreaker, but still refuses to cover for the three. He puts her in the Texas Cloverleaf and wins. By the way, where were the Hardy boys to help out here? Like They got eliminated. They had to leave ringside area. <laughs> it was nice of them to do that, to just obey the rules, because... Well, yeah, you've got to. And well, as soon the as the bell rang, though... And they were allowed back in the uh, ring. They were a little area. late. They were a little late. They got back in. So the Hardys chased Dean away from doing more damage. Thanks for showing up, boys. That's what I say. <laughs> Michael Cole. Michael Cole gets a word with Lita because we really need to hear what she has to say. She knows that she can beat Dean. You're t- so I just can't believe they made the equivalency of Lita is as good of a wrestler as Dean Malenko. Yeah, you can believe that Lita can be Dean Malenko in a singles match is what they want you to believe. I can believe it. Boy, you'll just you're just buy you'll buy anything that no, they I say. No, I really think Lita is is a very talented athlete and I think Dean Malenko is one of the best ever. And I do believe Lita is one of the most the the best female athletes to ever be in, in a wrestling ring. But she's not even on her best day could not square off with Dean on his worst day. It's ridiculous. Would she win? No. Could she hold her own for a few minutes? I yeah, think for so. a couple of minutes. Yeah, I think sure. so. Yeah. But not when it comes to wrestling, though, not just like throwing strikes. Yeah. You know. Anyway, it's ridiculous. This whole first match, what a fucking waste. This is a raw match. This isn't. That's true. And that's what's going to happen multiple times on this pay per view. So thank you. A bunch of raw matches is what it felt like. I tried. By the way, Dean was the light heavyweight champion, so you're also telling me that Lita is better than one of your champions. Yes. Lillian is backstage with Kurt Angle, who's doing squats. This placeholder world champion asks if Lillian knows any Bulgarians because he beat some to win gold medals. Uh, this segment is terrible. It's highly scripted. I'll include it here for your enjoyment. Oh, I'm sorry. Lillian, did you actually ask me a question? What am I supposed to do? Stop my training just to chat with you? Well, since you seemingly can't do your job right, which is to ask people questions more talented than you are, let me turn this around and ask you a question. Are you Bulgarian? No. Do you know any Bulgarians? I can't say that I do, Kurt. Well, I do. That's because I beat Bulgarians and Czechoslovakians and Turks and every other nationality you could think of to win these prestigious Olympic gold medals. So do you think I'm sweating an eyebrow or a nose? Or a badass? Or a fat ass? 
or a redneck? I don't think so. Well, with all due respect, Kurt, this is hell in the cell. Something that the likes of you have never experienced before. And in fact, it made and ended Mick Foley's career. You don't think I know that? Don't you think I know with all my amateur wrestling, with my Olympic trials, and my professional wrestling, that everything I've done in my life, nothing has prepared me for this? I'm an Olympic gold medalist. I should not have to be put in such a barbaric match in front of, well, no offense, Alabama, but a bunch of inbred hicks. And you know what? Don't get me started on Mick Foley. Everyone says that this is the match that made him famous. How to make him famous? What, by being thrown off a cage? Or choke slammed through a cage? Or backdrop through a cage? Well, no, thank you. You know, I'm not worried about being made famous because I'm already famous. I'm an Olympic gold medalist, not to mention the WWF champion. And Foley may play the fool very well, but make no mistake about it, he is a cold-hearted sadist. And I'm not about to let my career come to an end. Would you like to see my career come to an end, Lillian? I, I didn't think so. But rest assured, my opponents would. But you know what? That's not going to happen. Because I'm not ready for my career to come to an end. And after I win this match, with my victory and my career well in hand, I'm going to take a shower, down a nice cold glass of 99% fat-free milk, and hop on the first plane out of here. And that, Lillian, is true. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have some more training to do. He doesn't want to fight in front of inbred hicks, Patrick. How dare he? He fought for America, so he Smart. already fought for inbred hicks. <laughs> he fought for everybody. He doesn't want to fight in front of inbred hicks, but like, what, three hours away, he won gold medals in front of inbred hicks? So <laughs> yeah, he I'm won just, the gold medals in Atlanta. I forgot about that. <laughs> I, mean, I forgot he had a huge home field advantage, basically. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> So why do you order a pay-per-view, Patrick? Of course, to watch clips from Mick Foley's old Hell in a Cell matches. Because, well, yeah. Because they intersplice them throughout the show. They, the, the first clip they air is him going through his cell at the retirement match with yes, Triple H. with Triple H. William Regal is here to defend his European title. Regal tells the crowd to use a handkerchief and to wash their overalls, and he tells them to... At least once a week. And he tells them to stop, quote, loving their farm animals... Applying now that we're into bestiality, after Kurt Angle told us that we were inbred. Now I know that you will all cheer for my opponent, Hardcore Holly, because he's from your state of Alabama. He's an Alabamian. What do you call him? Al what are they? That's very good, but I am the one that cares about you fine people. Oh, yeah, right. Sure you do. And what I'm about to tell you will enrich your lives forever. What a guy. Number one. There is an invention that we have had in England for hundreds of years called a handkerchief. And if you use it, you won't look like the slobs that you do most of the time. Handkerchief. What a jerk. Number two. It's fine to wear overalls. I know most of you do. But you should at least wash them once a week. Honestly, it makes for a lot better hygiene. We'll probably improve the smell in this arena, wouldn't it, JR? Number three. It's all very well and good to love your farm animals. Oh. But loving your farm animals is something completely disgusting, and you should all stop it. <laughs> what is he talking about? 
So we're up to a lot of sexual hijinks here in the South. Juiced up to the max, Hardcore Holly is out. Whoa, this That's dude. That's so bad. This dude is uh, ripped here. Hardcore Holly's never been this yeah. massive. Yeah, Hardcore was... Bob Holly was He was looking, doing something hardcore, that. doing some PEDs hardcore. They brawl on the outside of the ring. Regal sucks, chance breakout. Holly goes for a top turnbuckle knee drop, but gets a boot for his trouble. Regal superplexes Holly. Bow and arrow to Holly. Holly blocks a double underhook suplex and pow- powers Regal up for one of his own. Holly lands a top turnbuckle leg drop for a near fall. Regal power bombs Holly and applies the STF, but Holly's in the ropes. Raven then runs in and DDT's Hardcore Holly. Regal covers and wins. So this match was nothing as well. As great of a wrestler as William Regal is, and I know you love Hardcore Holly, despite I, do. I don't I don't like him at all. I like Bob. This, he sucks. This this match kind of let me down for both. This was just an angle. Why didn't Raven just interfere before the match even started? Yeah. As you said when we started, these two phoned it in. This was not a this was not a good match for either one of them. Well, they them. were given a grand total of five minutes. Yeah. So this was not a good match for either one of them. However, this next match was even worse. Yes. It only gets worse from here until the main event, I'm afraid. Rikita, I don't believe that now. Oh, okay. Well, I'm gonna be interested to know which one you liked. Rikishi Angle and Triple H had a flimsy heel alliance going into the triple cage or not triple cage. Rikishi Angle and Triple H, all the heels were going to form an alliance tonight. <laughs> In the Hell in a Cell, but Kurt, of course, turned on them on SmackDown and hit Rikishi with a belt shot. So it's yes. a very short-lived alliance. Kevin Kelly's backstage with Rikishi. Rikishi is just happy to have a chance at the title, and he'll sacrifice everyone. Do I worry about Triple H turning on me? Whatever happens, happens. You see, I've sacrificed my whole entire life, my mind. My body, my soul, for a chance at the WWF title. And whether the alliance is down with Rikishi or not, I really don't give a damn. Because any man that comes my way, any man that tries to stop me from becoming the WWF champion, will find out exactly what I'm willing to sacrifice. Because tonight, I will sacrifice each and every one of them. China is out with her fireworks cannon. She's feuding with the right to censor. She's going to take on Val Venus. Give Dean Malenko shit for being a woman beater, but I think Val was more the woman beater in this entire pay-per-view than anybody. But China doesn't want to be treated like a woman. She doesn't want to be treated like a man. She doesn't want to be treated like you know her. She just wants to be treated for who she is. Very good. So, <laughs> she's not a woman. She's not a man. She's a China. <laughs> and so Val can't be a woman beater when the person doesn't want to be identified as a woman or treated she, as a woman. Is she a great wall? She's the ninth wonder of the world. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. This was more of an even matchup than Lita uh, going no, I, I, I get what you're saying. I, I mean, just... she's already been intercontinental champion at this point. Yes. I feel sorry for China here because she's lost Triple H to Stephanie McMahon. She's already been the IC champion, but they don't want to elevate her past that. Or, or keep her in that program. No, they like, dropped her back. And this is when she's feuding with Ivory for the women's title. That's right. building up into WrestleMania. So she's really got, months. she's directionless. Like yeah. She's falling down the card and she has nowhere to go because she's, we've all, she's with, already established that she's better than all the other women wrestlers. Within a year and a half to two years, she was gone. she'll be gone. 
Yeah, so. but she's already established that she's better than the entire women's roster. Yeah. And so and she can hang with the men, but yet we're about to separate her from the men. So yeah. where do you even go? Like I was trying to think about this earlier today. I just I don't know where you'd even go with her. Like yeah. so it's unfortunate. It's really sad. Her whole her whole life is really sad and this I mean, a lot of it was self induced, but like this part of her career, it's like she's still a big when she comes out, she gets a huge pop. She has a fireworks game yeah. and she's special. She's a big star. Like she is, she was coming off of being in Playboy at this this yeah. time, right? She was in Playboy this year. That's why the right to censor and her are feuding is because right. they were upset she did Playboy. Okay, all right. Even though Val Venus, former porn star, is in right to censor, so <laughs> so is the the good father. Well, he's he's the good. At least they changed his name. Val Venus still has a name that rhymes with penis in the uh, right to censor. She jumps Val and Ivory jumps her before the bell starts because Ivory came out with Val. She throws Val in the ring and gets the upper hand with strikes, big forearms, and stomps a mud hole in Val Venus in the corner so she gets a lot of offense at, at first. Lands a DDT to Val for a near fall. Venus from this DDT though beats her to her feet and then delivers some knee strikes and a Russian leg sweep. He throws her outside and Ivory puts the boots to her. A double underhook suplex to China for a two count. King calls China a butterface. How nice of you, King. China clubs Venus with forearms, followed by a back body drop and a swinging neck breaker for a near fall. Val misses the money shot, the wrestling move, not his actual money shot, and China covers him for two and three quarters. He nearly loses the match because he missed his money shot. China slams Val, but Ivory trips her, so China gives chase and walks right into the bridging fisherman suplex, Val's finisher. And China loses to Val Venus in her quest to become the women's champion, basically. Yes. Val Venus, another guy that was pretty much lost here. I mean, he was such a huge star at one point. I mean, former Intercontinental Champion himself. Yeah. And just Well, Sean Morley, he went on to... Uh, Chief Morley. Yeah, he went on to become Chief Morley. And then... Back to the big Val Boski. For, for a little while. He got named after while. his own finishing move. And now, he sells pot. It's true. He Captain Cannabis yes. on Twitter. This match went 5-0-3. China tries to powerbomb Ivory after she wakes up, but Venus sit out powerbombs her. So I don't know why they had to give that to Val here because the feud was between China and Ivory. Like, yeah. I don't know why Val needed more heat because he just beat a woman. You don't need to show off. Like Another flashback to another Hell in a Cell. This is Triple H again with the flaming 2x4 getting hit with the... Uh, the flaming two by four with barbed wire from Mick Foley. Stephanie, before she had breast implants, is with Vince. She's worried about Triple H in the match tonight. Vince says, I'll put a stop to it. What is it? I need to talk to you very seriously. All right, no, no. Okay, before, let me just talk to you first. You know I'm hurting physically as well as emotionally. You know that. And and, and this is not the time or the place to talk about your mom and I and, and my divorce. Oh, Dad, this no, is- no, no. All personal issues aside, okay? Tonight, I'm hurting, too. I'm really very seriously afraid for Triple H. I mean, Dad, I remember last year's Hell in the Cell match against Mick. Hunter could barely even walk afterwards. It was brutal. And that was against one guy. Tonight, Triple H has to face five other opponents in that cell. And, Dad, I had to come to you. I am scared. The damn Foley. I'm going to put a stop to this right now. Thank you. That's what I'm going to do. I knew I could come to you. 
I knew I could count on you, Dad. We go to an interview Kevin Kelly did with Biker Taker earlier today. I love this interview. God, no, dude. This took so long. No, I love this interview. He brags about what he's done with the Cell, and uh, they show more clips from Hell in a Cell matches. So this is really just... A love, love of the hell in a cell. I love this interview. This is terrible. No, I love yes. this. D- you should clip this entire interview in here. Here, the, I would, I, but we'd lose all our listeners because the big tongued un- Undertaker can't do a promo, <laughs> as I can't do one either. He said he put Foley through the cell first and then took back up. To oh, he got all. him back. He got backwards. Him backwards. Well, yeah. they might have just clipped it weird, like yeah. clipped it accidentally backwards. By the way, my thoughts. What do you think my thoughts are? You know, this is a time for reckoning, a reckoning with myself. To this day, I still have visions of the things that I've done to men in this cell. And then knowing what I'm going to have to do tonight to win the WWF Championship. You see, this cell brought out a side in me. Hell, it even scares myself. You know, it's a side that's almost more animal than it is human. I want, oh, I crave the feeling of taking another man and ripping his face off. Taking his face and grinding it against the steel till the flesh is gone and all that's left is blood. Hell in the Cell number one, Shawn Michaels. I took his battered little body and I threw it up on my shoulder and I rammed it into the cage, man. And he bled. And he bled. And the more he bled, the more I wanted him to bleed. Man, now that was a rush. See, I don't think you understand. You see, nobody understands when this animal in me comes out that there is nothing, nothing is too violent. After I'd already busted him open, I took Shawn Michaels and I took him to the top. And his little busted up little body was hanging by his broken little fingertips right up here. But this side of me, no, I didn't want to reach down and help him up. I wanted to break every finger on his hand until he fell and crashed through the ground. See, that's what this match is all about. Do unto others before they do it to you. You see, the beating that I give Shawn Michaels in cell number one, it was the worst beating anyone had ever received in the WWF. Hey man, but now it's time for Mick Foley. And the animal in me, hey, it's only growing. Come here, I want to show you something. It was right here. When I snatched Mick Foley by the neck and I chokeslammed him through that cage and he landed right there. It was called the choke slam from hell. You know, Foley's neck could have broke. Hell, I wanted his whole body to break. It was the most vicious that I'd ever felt. But lo and behold, we end up on top of the cell again. So I grabbed his ass and I took him and I threw him as hard as I could. Do you know what the scariest part of this side of me is? It's that I like it. This is the side of me that made Mick Foley famous. This is the side that made Shawn Michaels even more famous. So the only thing left to wonder about is who I'm going to make famous tonight. Undertaker, Biker Taker here, wearing a New York Hitman XFL hat during this interview. Very fashionable. XFL. JR, I think during the Hell in a Cell said someone was acting like an XFL linebacker. So, yes. like, they they were excited about this XFL coming soon. It's going to take off and take the world by storm. Just wait. They show clips of King of the Ring 98 cell match, uh, the most played clips in all of pro wrestling, and the interview finally wraps up. Vince comes out with the Stooges. He recuts. Now, this is a big slap in the face to Birmingham. This is a big fuck you. <laughs> this is a, we don't have anything for you, so I'm going to come out here and give you the exact same promo I gave you on SmackDown. Only on pay-per-view. And also, fuck you to people that bought the pay-per-view that watched SmackDown. He cuts the exact same fucking promo he gave on SmackDown about how he doesn't want the match to happen. He wants a divorce. He's given everything to this business. And he's concerned with his superstars in the match tonight. 
He goes on and on about how he doesn't want the match to happen. And then he finishes by saying, whatever happens tonight, it's on you people. It's right. all your fault. Now I'm going to ask you something. I'm going to ask you a question. Put your hands on the television. But before I ask you the question, I want each and every one of you to contemplate the results of this Hell in the Cell match. I want each and every one of you, as you're contemplating the results of this match, I want five seconds of silence. Then those of you who will support this endeavor and will send that message, I'm asking you to join me and stand up. Stand up and join me. There's one. Stand up. There's two. Stand up. Stand up and join me. Stand up, everybody. Sit down. Stand up. You will not take part in this. You will not let this hedonistic match occur. Stand up. There's more of you. There's more. Stand up. He's getting some converts. Damn it, I said stand up. He's a billionaire. Stand up. Get up, JR. He ain't no Jimmy Swagger, that's for sure. Or maybe he is. Very well. Then not only will it be on Mick Foley's conscience, but tonight, after the Hell in the Cell match is over, and you survey the carnage, and you see your favorite WWF superstar mired in the afterbirth of this match, Ugh. not only will it be on Mick Foley's conscience, by God, it'll be on each and every one of yours as well. It's these two things put together, Undertaker and Vince, this was like, I swear, 15 minutes of this show was like back-to-back. Back, just talking. I love that Taker interview, but I love when Vince is talking about people uh, stand up and stand united with me. And, and Oh, yeah, not, and he, there's to, one over there. There's one over there. There's one over there. And then he's looking around, and people are booing, and he goes, Damn it, I said stand up! <laughs> it was priceless, the way he said it. It was hilarious. Time for a last man standing match. It's all about coffee, Patrick. Spilt cup of coffee. Jericho, he burned him. Jericho burnt Kane, who has already been burnt. So this, yeah. I don't think a coffee would really... He probably had no feeling left in his skin for this coffee. Uh, so I don't know quite what he was upset about. Also, Kane has won all the matches they had against each other on TV. So why is Jericho getting this match? I don't know. He just is. It's a last man standing match. Kane attacks Chris Jericho on the ramp as soon as Chris comes out. They battle into the entryway. Kane throws a cable case at Jericho but misses. Kane misses hitting Jericho with a shovel as they battle near the straw truck. Again, another straw truck cameo. Yes. Midian, for some reason, starts fighting with both of them in the back. I don't know if you he... You see a bunch of wrestlers just standing there talking and... As uh, as Kane uppercuts Jericho, Jericho bumps into Midian. Midian turns around, just knocks the shit out of Jericho. Jericho's like, who the fuck are you? And just <laughs> like, turns him back. And you're like, <laughs> it was weird. well, fuck, who else is in this match? <laughs> I need more of this when they fight backstage, when just a random wrestler that has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. Why was Midian even here tonight? He yeah. was just there. He wasn't even in any matches. <laughs> like, yeah. But it's just funny. I need more of that. That's more real. Like, yeah. If I get bumped in, I like that he wouldn't just let it go either. Like yeah. Anyway, they never address this again. Like This just goes nowhere with Midian. Then they come back to the ring. 
Reverse elbow off the top from Jericho takes Kane off his feet. Kane hits Jericho with a running power slam on the ring mats. Teddy Long, who was relieved of duty uh, refereeing in the NWA the last time we saw Teddy, uh, is back refereeing in 2000 uh, for the WWF. He is going to count to 10 for us for yes. this last man standing yes. match. Kane dominates Jericho with strikes for ages. Kane chokes out Jericho over his back. Teddy checks the arm three times and he's out. But for some reason, those three checks don't count. We still need a 10 count. And then while he's counting to 10, Kane is like, he doesn't want to wait to 10, so he goes and beats him some more and breaks the count. Yes. So Kane is an idiot. He could have won this match right then and there. Yes. Kane blocks the line salt with his knees and scores his top rope clothesline. Jericho beats the count twice after this clothesline and some strikes. Kane then choke slams Jericho, but Jericho beats the count at nine. Kane goes back and grabs a chair and hits Jericho in the back. Then he calls for a tombstone on the chair. But Jericho elbows his way out of it, low blows Kane, DDTs him out of desperation. Now both men are down. Kane takes an unprotected head chair shot, ouch, a missile drop kick, a bulldog, and then Jericho places the chair over Kane for a lion salt onto the chair, which would have hurt Jericho more, I think. But anyway, they both beat the count again. We almost had a double count out in the last man standing match. Kane press slams Jericho and throws him just out of the ring. This was a very scary bump to take. Yes. He throws him towards the ramp. Ouch. They walk up and brawl up the ramp. Kane tries to choke slam Jericho through a table, but Jericho instead ramps Kane face first into the table, which barely breaks. This is up near the entryway past a bunch of old junk cars. We talk about their sets being, you know, nice. This was just junk cars. This was the raw set with junk cars. I like this set. So then Jericho pushes over a stack of barrels, which are apparently glued together. And it falls over Kane, and Kane, despite getting an arm through the barrels, is counted out at 10. And so Jericho yeah. wins with the assistance of barrels. He had his arm through him multiple times, and and uh, Jericho kept stepping on his hand. And so and Teddy, I guess, didn't see it, or does that not... Does he wasn't standing. Well, he might have been standing. It was... Are you, who knows? He was under barrels. That's true. So what, this match... Uh, for a last man standing match sucked. I like this match. This would be a good Raw main event. Like I say, all these matches are like Raw matches. I like this match. I, I start. I thought it started picking up at this point in time again. I just needed more violence, but of course this feud is over a cup of coffee, so what can I really expect? You know, like You needed more violence, but yet Kurt Angle and Shane McMahon beat the hell out of each other because he called Angle a wussy. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so, I mean... I forgot. <laughs> Deborah's backstage with Coach. She tells Coach that Foley is very upset, but you can go have a chat with him. Mick says the last man standing match didn't reassure him about the main event, and he'll be happy when it's over. Again, you booked this, Mick. I don't understand this. At WWF New York, Shawn Michaels, still with this company, he would be fired in early 2001 because he had a role backstage. He, had, he just would show up and do nothing and get high. And uh, so he was at WWF New York doing that. Sean tells us that the Hell in a Cell was intense, and uh, that's pretty much it. And he stands on the stage. I wonder what he did the rest of the time. I guess sign autographs or something. Probably, yeah. Then we see more highlights from King of the Ring 98, because we hadn't seen enough of those. The Birmingham Bolts players are in the XFL. That's actually probably why they booked Birmingham, to promote the Birmingham Bolts XFL team. 
Sad but true. <laughs> I, I, I want I want the XFL back. Well, keep hoping and wishing. Maybe we'll get the reruns on the network someday. That would be nice. Edge and Christian are here now. They'll be taking on the tag team champs. No kidding. The tag team champs are B Squared, Bull Buchanan, and the Good Father. I'm not kidding you. They were the champions. Yes. From the right to censor, accompanied by Steven Richards out to the ring. The Dudleys are Stevie out. wasn't looking good this, this go around, man. Stevie. He had a limp. He was hurt. He was hurt. Dudleys messed him up the other night. The Dudleys teased joining RTC on SmackDown, but instead put the RTC through tables including Steven Richards. Road Dog and K-Quick. Oh, man, time to get rowdy. Going to move some things. Yes. Uh, they're out. And then the Dudleys are out, so this is a fatal four-way. The RTC double-team Devon to start the match. Godfather, I mean Goodfather, hits a hoe train on Devon, tries one on Bubba, but gets clotheslined for a near fall. Road Dog blind tags Devon. Christian tags in, and Road Dog and Bubba do stereo shake, rattle, and rolls to Edge and Christian. But right before they're about to do the final punch, they just punch each other yeah. instead. And they both fall. <laughs> they both bump off this. The crowd wants tables, of course. K-Quick and Christian are now legal. Edge and Christian exchange a few tags and work over K-Quick for ages. Our truth for you newer people. Good father, I mean, you can't mistake him. He looks the same. K-Quick is a punching bag for B-Squared and Edge before fighting back finally. Quick tags in Bubba, who runs wild. On Edge, Christian, and the RTC, everyone starts brawling. Quick tries a springboard Pescado off Road Dog's back, but RTC catch him and drop him on the ring mats. Road Dog then clotheslines them, and then Stevie super kicks Road Dog. All on the outside of the ring. We get a what's up to Edge. Bubba and Devon ask for some tables. They use it on RTC as a battering ram instead of putting them through it. The Dudleys hit a doomsday device to Edge, but Christian makes the save. A really bad 3D to be squared as Bull Buchanan lands on Bubba. Yeah, it was like a 3D to a DDT type. It wasn't even a... It was It was bad. Then they hit a good-looking 3D to Goodfather. A was up to Christian. Devon goes and gets the table again, but Stevie Richards DDTs him. Edge hits a spear to Bubba and nearly gets the win, but then Christian comes in and hits the unprettier, and then Edge covers Bubba. And there you go. E and C take home the tag team titles to absolutely no reaction as the crowd was 100% behind the Dudleys. So when Edge and Christian won, it was just silence. Yeah. Yeah. This was an okay match. I enjoyed this one. Uh, But again, this is a TV match. Uh, This match only took 943. The last man standing match took 1648. So didn't have a lot of time to get all their shit in. No. JR says this reeks of sucking. Stephanie tries to talk Triple H out of this match, but I have to. The world title's everything, and nobody will stop me. The World Wrestling Federation Championship is the most important thing in the world to me. It's my life. I'm the game. What, what, what good am I if I'm not the best? And I know, I know you remember what happened last year. I know you remember Hell in the Cell. I ended Mick Foley's career, but I know you remember what happened to me. I was beaten, barbed wire, I was bloody. I spit up blood for a damn week. Oh, yeah, and what about the last three weeks when you've been coughing up blood everywhere? Steph, it doesn't matter. Understand that it doesn't matter to me. I don't care what it takes. If I have to put my body, my health on the line, it doesn't matter. This is the most important thing in the world to me. This is what I do. This is my life. You should know that better than anybody else. I don't care if it takes me my last damn breath. 
I will be the World Wrestling Federation Champion again. No one will stop me. This cell is not gonna stop me. Austin will not stop me. Taker, The Rock, Rikishi, Angle, nobody will stop me until I get what I want, and that is to be the World Wrestling Federation Champion. More highlights from the cage between Foley and Triple H. Oh no, what I feared the most. Time for the one Billy Gunn. He's the Intercontinental Champion, and he's out first. Uh-oh, not a good sign. He is taking on none other than the, the name Crippler. redacted. The Crippler, Chris Benoit. Chris Benoit came out next. He looks sleepy, I say. Billy Gunn has two earrings, and JR is stunned by the man with two earrings. They brawl on the outside of the ring. Benoit throws Billy into the chairs. Benoit brings the one Billy Gunn back into the ring and attacks Billy's left leg. That's the story of this match. Strikes, drop kick, stomps, then he leg whips Billy Gunn's bum leg. Billy reverses the pressure, and Benoit gets to the ropes. Triple Germans to Billy Gunn. Benoit misses the flying headbutt. Billy Gunn finally fights back with a power slam and a press slam and a vertical suplex and hits a Famouser, but he's too slow to cover, and Benoit kicks out at two. Billy tries like it looked like a million-dollar dream, but Benoit gets him in the crossface. But the one Billy Gunn makes it to the ropes. A back suplex to Billy Gunn from Benoit. Billy tries an inside cradle, but Benoit just throws him back into the crossface. The one Billy Gunn taps immediately, and this one. And Billy Gunn's push as a solo star is officially over as Chris Benoit takes the Intercontinental title. Yes. And would go on to have that amazing match at the Rumble with Jericho. Uh, We haven't done that Rumble yet. We might need to do that Rumble. One day. Lots of chair shots in that match. God. It was a ladder match, too. Yes. Now, this uh, this match, though, Billy Gunn looked like shit in this match. He that yeah. one, he had one stretch of, like, four moves that he got in, and that was it. That's yeah, all Benoit the, carried him through this match. I don't know if he, he was... He was wrestling like a guy that knew his push was over. Yeah. It was time to go back down. Either that car. or he was high on something, because it was very apparent that he was not where he should have been for a lot of stuff. JR spoke with Stone Cold earlier today. Austin says it's going to be pure brutality, and Austin wants to be the champion. I don't think you can prepare for something like this, really, because, hell, I didn't even sleep last night. You woke up before, I didn't even sleep. I've been drinking coffee all day. I just want to get the damn match started, and I think we'll just let everything fall as it may. You know, you talk about a Mick Foley and a Shawn Michaels, how it shortened one man's career and it ended the other. Well, you can take all that tonight and multiply it times six because it ain't going to be nothing pretty. It's going to be flat-out brutality. I know that the man that orchestrated plan to put you out of business, and he damn near did it, is in this match talking about Triple H, and the man that drove the car, ran over you like a roadkill, Rikishi, in this matchup. Is that a distraction or more motivation? You're damn right, it's, mo- it's motivation all the way. But I can't, yeah, and by the same token, I can't be distracted by trying to extract too much revenge out of those guys because the ultimate prize is the World Wrestling Federation Championship, and that's what I'm setting my sights on. And are they going to get their ass whipped by Stone Cold? Damn right they are. But I'm looking for the World Wrestling Federation Championship belt, and I think everybody in that ring is. And I don't trust a bitch there. And if someone in there trusts Stone Cold Steve Austin, they're barking up the wrong tree. And I can sit here and, and talk to you as much as you want to, but the bottom line is Stone Cold Steve Austin wants to get the match started, whip somebody's ass, and that's all I got to say about that. Time for a triple threat women's title match. Just really quick, we'll get this in here. Molly Holly's out first. She's taking on Trish and Ivory, the champion. Molly beats up on Trish. Ivory just watches. Trish monkey flips Molly into a clothesline from Ivory. Molly double drop kicks Ivory and Trish. A backslide to Ivory is broken up by Trish. 
Ivory and Trish double suplex Molly Holly. Then Ivory and Trish become dysfunctional and argue over who's going to beat up Molly Holly. Molly lands a double crossbody off the top rope, dumps Ivory out, and sit out power bombs Trish. But Ivory just hops in, throws Molly out, pins Trish. And that's it. In a mere two minutes and 13 seconds, Ivory retains the belt. A triple threat in two minutes. With no sign of China, who desperately wanted Ivory bad. But yes. No time for that. Nope. Testin Albert, TNA, not TNA Impact. TNA, Testin Albert come out. Crash Holly challenges them, but before they can attack, the APA come out and run off Testin Albert. Yes. So we have this feud to the look The returning to. APA. More King of the Ring 98 highlights. Kevin Kelly's with The Rock. He's going to whoop their candy asses. Finally, The Rock has come back to Birmingham. Birmingham, Alabama. Tonight's the night. A hell in a cell. Careers on the line. WWF title on the line. And make no mistake about it. If The Rock has got to go out there tonight and face five pissed off guys, he'll do it. If The Rock has got to go out there tonight and put his career on the line, he'll do it. If The Rock has got to go out there tonight and bleed from every single pore in his body to become six-time WWF champion, he'll do it. Now, as far as for tonight, The Rock doesn't know whose careers will end. The Rock doesn't know who will be made famous. But The Rock does know that not one, not two, but three things will happen. Is that The Rock is going to sweat. The Rock is going to bleed. And just as sure as The Rock has earned the right and paid the price to stand before you tonight to say The Rock will whip all their candy asses. Tonight, The Rock is going to walk straight into hell and walk out WWF Champion. If you smell what The Rock is cooking. A promo package recaps the main event, which features Mr. McMahon getting beat up because he doesn't want the match to happen. Oh, rock bottom, gets stunned. He get, he takes every finish. Then he gets, yeah, last drive from Taker. Triple H is out first. He comes out to an instrumental version of My Time, which I had forgotten about. Rikishi's was out. This his, I thought this was dubbed over for some reason. I don't remember this being his actual music. No, he had the instrumental for a minute. Really? And then they added the words, and then almost immediately they switched to Motorhead. Because well, Triple had, H didn't like this. They one. had My Time for back in like 98, 99... Oh, maybe this was dubbed over. It might have been. I don't know. I'm going to have... It kind of sounded that way. It sounded dubbed over, and I don't know why. That's why I was... I'm thinking he might have come out to... Like, Stone Cold came out to his Disturbed theme. Yeah. And so maybe Triple H's My Time, I think, was covered by, I want to say, Drowning Pool. So maybe he came out to that, and they didn't want to pay for it, so they dubbed it over. I'd have to go back and look, but... That's probably what happened. Yeah. yeah, it didn't seem the timeline didn't seem right for that right. instrumental. That's what I was thinking. Rikishi is out in a big green shirt. He looks ridiculous. The champ is out third. Not a good sign, but we'll see. So all the heels come out basically first. Yes. 
Undertaker is out to rolling, but doesn't bother bringing his motorcycle. Doesn't that'll get in the way of the truck coming down later on if he was. To There's try a to... truck coming down. Oh, sorry, spoiler. The Rock is out to a huge reaction, but not like the reaction to Stone Cold Steve Austin. Dude, man, that glass shatters. That Birmingham place went nuts. Yeah, these inbred hillbillies love their bionic <laughs> redneck. Austin immediately starts brawling with Angle and Triple H, and all the competitors go at it. Undertaker uses his do-rag to choke Kurt Angle. Rock tees off on Rikishi and lands a flying clothesline. Austin and Triple H now square off in the ring. Austin does the Thez press and punches to Triple H. Rock nearly pins Angle after a Samoan drop. Austin rakes Triple H's face all over the fence, and this causes Triple H to blade. He takes him all the way. Corner to corner. All the way around the cell from one corner to a complete other four corners. It's pretty back. funny. It's hilarious. Because he just walks over. Yeah, why would you keep walking? Like Rock and them are standing there, and he just keeps walking over them. They're stepping over them just so he can grind his face more. It's hilarious. Rikishi hits a big leg drop across Austin's neck. Ouch. Triple H turns on Rikishi, and their shaky alliance is already over because Triple H pedigrees him, and then Rock breaks up the cover. DDT to Triple H from The Rock gets a two count. Olympic slam to Rock, but Austin breaks the cover. It's a chain finisher sequence here. Stunner to Angle, but Taker breaks the cover. Choke slam to Austin, but Triple H breaks the cover. Undertaker then rams Triple H face first into the cage, and this was the spot from Bad Blood 97 where he carried him like Snake Eyes style into the yeah. cage. But this time, they forgot to put a cameraman at that corner of the cage, so they couldn't get that shot of the face coming oh, towards Oh, the face, yeah. Him. So they missed out a, a big opportunity there. Austin hits a Thez press to Rikishi. Then Mr. McMahon and the Stooges and their mulch truck show yes. up. Yes. They intend to break the hell in a cell, so they chain it to the truck and, for some reason, they, only chain the door. They chain the door to the truck. The guy in the truck Go. guns it, guns, hits the throttle, guns it, presses it, Burns rubber out there, yanks the door off the cell. He's made this match that he thought was dangerous even more dangerous. Because by... now they can get out. Yeah, yeah. But then he's like, okay, so let's hook up the chains to these top two panels. So they back it back up again. They hook up the uh, the chains on the top two panels. They're getting ready to pull it down. Yeah. Vin, uh, Vince then, says, take the whole damn thing down. Yes. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you hear car crashing. You look, and here comes Mick Foley. He comes down and fusses at Vince, fully beats up the Stooges, and then just says, hey, Vince needs to get out of here, and he has Vince arrested. Yes. One of the many times Mr. McMahon was arrested. This is my arena, yeah. damn it. Vince, as he's being hauled away, screams, damn it, I own the WWF. I own this building. Even though I wasn't real high on this match overall, Vince is acting, and his spot in this match, like th- bringing this truck out. Yeah. I hate this truck. This truck ruins the match for me. Really? I hate this fucking truck. But his his acting, his just eccentric being hauled away in handcuffs is a good visual. Vince is always a great actor. As he's still 17 years later is taking headbutts in the middle oh, of the Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Triple H hobbles up the ramp for some reason, I guess, to watch his father-in-law get hauled away by the popo and gets clotheslined from behind by Austin. They go brawling in the makeshift junkyard. Austin swings a jib camera into Triple H and Triple H's foot breaks this $90,000 allegedly camera and yes. I thought well this is a fake camera no no because they show we us actually a replay. show the replay of 
the camera lens going straight into Triple H's knee and shin and foot, and then it breaking. It was awesome that this was a real camera. Yeah, and it, it was entertaining it was awesome that it broke. Too. It, well, it was entertaining to see that visual. Yeah. through the camera as it swing. The rest so. of the combatants follow them out into the junkyard. Rock tries to rock bottom Triple H through a car's roof, but Triple H low blows him and pedigrees him onto the car. Rock is now bladed. Austin and Triple H go onto a car. Oh, Austin misses a barrel shot that was meant for Triple H, which would have hurt quite a lot. Yes. Undertaker beats up Kurt Angle with a microphone and a cable and chokes him with the cable as Fink watches on. He's like, give me back my microphone. The match has to be won in the ring, by the way, so none of these... No one can win outside the ring, which later on we would find out is not the case in Hell in a Cell matches, but that's for a later day. Angle smashes Undertaker with a chair shot to the head that causes him to blade. Undertaker didn't bleed a lot, so that was pretty stunning. Triple H tries to climb the cage, and Austin stomps him temporarily before deciding, you know what, I'll just go up the other side. So Stone Cold sneaks up as they both reach the top of the cage, sneaks up from behind, and then teases throwing Triple H off the cage, but he doesn't. No. To the disappointment of everybody. Yes. You can't do... You can't tease that and then not deliver. Which they kind of delivered later, but not really because of that fucking truck. Stunner to Triple H on the cage, on the top of the cage. Angle and Undertaker decide, hey, we'll go up there too. And by the time Taker climbs up there, he's exhausted. He just like sits down when he gets to the top of yeah. it. He's like, nah. I'm not fighting right now. No. The camera stays tight on these four as we forget that Rock and Rikishi exist. Undertaker rakes Kurt Angle's face across the roof, so now he's bladed. Triple H decides to climb down to a chorus of boos. You can't... A lot of boos. You can't do that. Yeah. Have a reason to climb down, like be going after something. It just... He was like... Well, that's like Taker was going after Angle, and Angle literally went off on the wrong side, just went... And was like, no, I'm getting down. Fuck this. But that's fine, like to have a reason to go... Yeah. I don't know. It makes sense for Angle's character, but not for Big Bad Triple H to be like, I think I'll just get down now. Right. Angle's a chicken shit, so that's fine. Taker and Angle sort of stall as Rikishi needs to make his slow climb up the cage with Rock following close behind, but Rock decides, I'm not getting up there. (laughs) He's smart. Yeah, he's the only (laughs) smart one of this group. A stagehand, or Mark Eaton, hilariously try to throw Undertaker a chair, but can't get it done, so he gets booed too because... He can't get the chair to undertake. He finally gets it up there. Why did this guy pick a side, though? He should be impartial, just like the other. He's going to get suspended. Well, you heard JR say that he threatened Mark oh. Eaton, throw me the chair, or I'm, I'm going, if I have to climb down there, I'm going to kick your ass. So Still doesn't make it right, man. <laughs> if Undertaker's threatening to kick your ass, I believe I do what he says. Mm. No? No, man, I'm a face. I don't do that. Taker, well, he's a face, too. Yeah, see? It's weird. Taker finally gets the chair and hits Kurt with it, and then Rikishi assaults him and Angle with the chair. Angle then climbs down from the cage. So it's just Taker and Rikishi. Rock never made the climb. Rikishi and Taker brawl near the edge of the cage, near this conveniently giant truck full of mulch. What could possibly be happening here, Patrick? I don't know. Taker... And Kishi brawl near the edge of this cage, near the truck, and Taker originally looks like he's going to do a choke slam, but then just kind of gently pushes Rikishi, and Rikishi does a trust fall into this truck full of mulch. Yes. Which was okay, 
I guess. I mean, but McFoley, you can't. This is. I hate this fucking truck. <laughs> well, hell, it took him thirty minutes to climb up there. He's so big, and then it, I know. I just you can't do. You can't show us highlights from all yeah. these other. If they didn't include the highlights, maybe that would help me a little bit. But even when I was a kid, I was like, I didn't watch this live. Like I said, I never got pay-per-views. But I remember hearing about it, like, oh, there was a giant mulch truck. And I was like, why is that there? No. This kind of blew the idea that wrestling was real to me. Like, everyone has those moments where, like, kayfabe is, like, broken. But this is definitely one. Like, there's a reason that they had the truck out there to try to break the cell. But there's no reason it had had mulch in it, you know. Like, yeah. what are the odds? Right. So, well, mulch is pretty hard. Well, it's a lot softer than hitting, hitting it's the a lot concrete. Softer than concrete, that's true. <laughs> or even a table. Like they could have had one of the other guys go off. It didn't have to be a Rikishi. Right. And then just gone through a table or gone through whatever. I got a feeling though that none of nobody. This else is a billion dollars worth of talent. Yeah. Kurt Angle's like, I'm not fucking doing it. And you know Rock's not doing it. And Austin with his bad knees and neck, you Austin can't risk that. Austin Triple H said, fuck that. And yeah. so, I mean, and it's it can't be Taker. It's got to be Taker throwing the person off. <laughs> yeah. So literally it was like, hey, Rikishi, you're you're nominated. You, you got the short straw yeah, of the yeah. straw truck. Yeah. You've got to do this. And so. Okay. So Rock and Austin tee off in the middle of the ring to a big pop. This is the match everyone wanted to. Yeah. See, and that's what they got at WrestleMania, but big pop from the Alabama crowd for this this fight. A stunner is countered into a spine buster. Undertaker, after pushing Rikishi off the cage, just decides to take a nap on the top of the cage. Just tired. You know, I'm He's not wore out. I'm not crawling all the way back down there no. when I can just sleep up here. Rock calls for the people's elbow to Austin, but Triple H puts a stop to that. Angle tries to sneak up on Rock after he gets rid of Triple H by throwing him out of the ring, but gets Rock bottomed. Stone Cold stops the count. Rock supercells a stunner. Then Austin crawls over to cover, but Triple H stops him and delivers a neckbreaker. Meanwhile, Angle throws a hand over Rock. One, two, three. From out of nowhere. That's it. Kurt Angle has retained the title. Everyone's laid out at the end of the match, but not laid out enough for Stone Cold to not get up, get all his heat back by stunning Angle... And it was funny because after he stuns Angle, uh, the referee what was just his? picks picks up the belt again and just lays it down on Angle's lap. Like, here you go. Yeah, and, you forgot something. And walks away. Doesn't try to help him. He walks the fuck away from him. So It was, it was uh, Earl Hebner. It was Earl Hebner just kind of laid that belt. It was yeah. funny. The visual was very funny of him just putting that nicely folded belt right over his left. Here you go. You still have this. This is yours. We know that you're not a worthwhile champ, but here you go. You can have your little belt. (laughs) And then after he hits a stunner, they play Austin's theme music. Yes. So the last visual we have is Austin Yes. is the man. And all these other guys, fuck (laughs) them. So anyway, uh, the main event was uh, pretty good, uh, but the mulch truck. I mean, the mulch truck, the mulch truck, the mulch truck. That's all I can think of. That's the only other time you're going to see someone thrown off the side of it, though. Oh, definitely. But I would have preferred them to do the the cushioned ring or... It didn't even have to be through or off the cage. They could have done, I don't know, like a a table spot on top of the cage with a lighter weight guy, like just send Angle through it so he's not going to crash through or just some other stunt would have been fine to me. Like, it's just the fact that it's a mulch truck. Like... (laughs) 
doing something with Rikishi. Like I don't know what. Yeah, no. I don't. I don't really have a good idea what they could have done because, like we say about that King of the Ring '98 match, like they set the bar too high. They can never pass that. Yeah. And I mean, even Shane's dive from a few years ago is good, but it's like, yeah, but it, it's it's not. It it's, doesn't. It's not yeah. on the same level. And so. But with all this outside of Rikishi, all these stars in the ring, like, I mean, this this show sold uh, nearly half a million buys. So definitely it did it did perform pretty well for a December show when typically you know that, that you know the rumble's right around the corner and that people don't normally order yeah, a the storylines view yeah, because story, everybody's getting pumped for Rumble. Yeah, the storylines heading into WrestleMania are really gonna start in January. Yeah. So this is usually a throwaway show. So but as a kid I would have wanted this i probably did really want to see this show because oh my god it's a hell in a cell and it's all these people that yeah i mean the for, one time only so. yeah for a lot of them well and for a lot of them it's the only time they're ever in the cell uh rock austin no austin oh, austin was in a raw match yeah but angle and rikishi and it was the only six time six person but the elimination chamber pretty much made this irrelevant yeah because it's a much better way of doing it because they can, it's an elimination style. They can come out of the pods. They can do, it's just a better six well, man. It's like in the, the, the new video game coming out, the elimination chamber is square. It's the new square one. Right. And so it looks to me like it's another, It's a hell in a cell. Uh, but the rest of this card, Patrick, I got to say, this is a really bad show. I, man, I liked. Uh... And what I said about ECW last week, how I liked. Uh, I liked how there wasn't a lot of filler. This was all filler. This was like... I like Jericho Kane. I like the uh, four-corner tag title match. I enjoyed Billy Gunn and Chris uh, Law. Outside of the main event, I think all these... This could have just been a Raw card. If they had put Raw's War at the start of it. I mean, yeah. this felt like a Raw show to me with all the filler, all the interviews, all the clips from old... Helena sells like I really enjoyed that. I mean, it was a long interview, but I really enjoyed the the Undertaker interview. But the main event does make it. You can tell. I mean, without the main event, it's not pay. It's not pay per view worthy without the main no. event. Yeah. So I'm not going to be too kind on the rating scale to this one. Uh, yeah. I mean, the business was starting to take a, a downturn uh, because WCW had faltered so much that. I mean, X Seven is considered the end of like the glory days or whatever. Yeah. And so this isn't but a few months removed from that. And so, yeah, you can kind of feel like this is Yeah, isn't. you're heading into X7. So Yeah. Well, a lot of people forget how bad these shows were uh, overall. Uh, they remember the main events, and they remember all the stuff from Raw, but they don't yeah. remember, like, oh, my God, how bad the matches were sometimes. So uh, I'm glad that we do these shows because I had never seen, you know, the undercard, so... It's important to remember that as we always talk about, oh, great, the glory days. This was so much good because the entering now is way much, is I think way better. Oh, yeah. So, Patrick, on our rating scale from Hornswoggle to Giant Gonzalez, where do you have Armageddon 2000 from Sweet Home, Alabama? He walked in the champ. He left the champ. I'm staking with Kurt Angle. A gold medal winner. Very good. I'm going to take a ivory ivory yeah wow yeah sorry yeah the main event and by the way the mulch truck i just want to say it again <laughs> like you can't mattresses and all like a x7 when taker choke slams triple h onto mattresses yeah uh when 
Jeff Hardy jumps into chicken coops. When you have stuff that just doesn't belong. Yeah. I mean, don't show it then. I don't know how they could cover up a mulch truck. But uh, I don't know. Uh, So, yeah. Wrestling isn't quite on the level. But, okay, this was my pick. This is now, quote-unquote, your birthday pick. Oh, yeah. So, for your birthday pick, where are you taking us? Well, as I mentioned, the Attitude Era, everyone knows it's looked back at so fondly. And you remember, like I say, the angles and big spots, but you don't remember the match content. And so I'm going to pick A Raw is War from... October 19th, 1998. It's not the Pillman's Got a Gun episode. It's the Austin's Got a Gun episode. And he is going to shoot Vince McMahon in the head. Live on television. Yeah. And as a kid, I was like really scared for Vince McMahon. And Vince McMahon was apparently really scared when Austin had him at gunpoint because he... You know what? You'll see. Bang, here it comes. (laughs) Yeah. So there you go. Austin is going to murder Vince McMahon live on television. Just going to shoot him right in the head. Yeah. In the middle of the ring. And it actually takes place because you didn't see Vince on SmackDown just last week. Yeah, exactly. We know. Spoiler alert. Vince is still alive and doing just fine other than getting a headbutt. Yeah. Other than concussion. Yeah. RetroWrestlingPodcast.com or RetroWPodcast, I think, is the Twitter handle. If you go to RetroWrestlingPodcast.com, it'll redirect you. Where can they find you, Patrick? Uh, Patrick Young or Patrick Young Wrestling on Facebook. Uh, feel free to also send uh, messages, questions. Requ- and money. Requests. Alex will take the money. You can send it to him. You can send it to me. You can send them to uh, even just to our our Twitter or Facebook account at Retro Wrestling Podcast, and I will gladly answer any and all questions that you have. If I cannot answer it, I guarantee you I will find someone who can. I'm intern Alex. I am the one and only, the greatest referee in professional wrestling history, Patrick Young. Saying, as always, my closing lines of clothesline. Bingo, bingo. <laughs>